Boston Celtics get the Christmas Day win. The Lakers. <laughs> Christoph Porzingis was awesome. And I love, love, love the fourth quarter execution. It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, Keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast. Network where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day, even on this Christmas Day. Of course I'm here on this Christmas Day because the Boston Celtics beat the Lakers on this Christmas Day. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Open up that phone, open up that app, and say, okay, which podcast do I want to listen to? Lockdown Celtics, subscribe, done. Or you could do the same thing on YouTube. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think. I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago. Now I'm here in my very festive sweater to help guide you through this this win. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, all that stuff. Uh, And yeah, let's just talk about this. And this show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase of... Uh, last minute tickets. You know, there's just something about a win over the Lakers. It gets me all giddy. That's all I'm throwing. I'm all discombobulated. It's Christmas. It's been a great Christmas. Uh, for those of you who celebrate uh, Christmas with me, uh, thank you all. If you're celebrating a different holiday, hope you've had an enjoyable holiday as well. It's just uh, just a big fun time here uh, for me right now. Uh, later on, uh, we'll talk about just the successful road trip and and I'll talk about that fourth quarter execution and and all kinds of fun stuff. Let's just dive into the beginnings of this. Uh, I think the, the the biggest headline here is how balanced the attack was. Kristaps Porzingis uh, comes back from the one-game absence from the sprained ankle. 28 points, 11 rebounds to assist the steal, a couple of blocks. He was fantastic, and he led all five starters we're right around 20 points. So Porzingis, obviously 28 Tatum had 25 and not on a great shooting night. I didn't think he was aggressive enough for most of the game offensively, but finished with 25. Cause he got to the line 13 times and hit 12, eight rebounds, seven assists, 20, 25, eight and sevens is a nice, a nice line. And he did a lot of the, uh, the little things he, Joe Mazzula loves to talk about screen assists and, very simply a screen that sets a guy to go and score. And I thought Jason Tatum probably finished this game. It's not fully tabulated yet, but uh, the, well, maybe it is. I don't know. The, the point is that he did the, all, all the little things to help the Celtics uh, when, when this, the scoring wasn't there, right? Like when, when you're not, when you're Jason Tatum and, the scoring isn't, uh, you know, the, the shots aren't falling and you're not scoring at your usual level. What can you do to help the team? And, hey, it was a plus 10 on the night. That That's 
that that's meaningful that you go out there and you shoot six of 15 and one of six from three, you still find a way to get to the line. You still find seven assists there to, to get your teammates going. You do other things. You, you don't sulk. You don't do, you, you're, you're playing good defense. I think generally speaking that that's what you want out of a star player. Uh, Derek White, Drew Holiday, 18 points apiece. Jalen Brown, 19. So just balanced attack here for, for the Celtics. Came out strong in the first quarter, sucked in the second quarter. Another thing here is the the bounce back. They, they had a bad second quarter. Okay. Did, did I like the fact that they had a bad second quarter? No. But they can have these bad stretches, and it doesn't derail the whole game. They came back and had a big third quarter. Third quarters are, you know, how, how much have we talked about third quarters over the past, well, all month long? Coming into this game, or, or coming into this road trip, I should say, on road, on the road, third quarters for the Celtics, their offensive rating was 94. On this four-game road trip, it's 151.5. They went from next to last to the best in the league. And that's focus. That's execution coming out of the half and not, it doesn't matter if you're up or if you're down, if you're if you have a big lead, it's a bigger lead. doesn't matter. They, now the second quarter was rough for the Celtics. So they had no reason to come out slow in the third, but they came out in the third and, and played really well. 41, 33, uh, Porzingis was big in the third quarter. I thought the Celtics, they could have done even more to get Porzingis the ball but he was he was the only guy that consistently had a mismatch. You were like, continue to hunt this, continue to go after this. They could have, they could have, I think, gotten him the ball even more in this game. But they they still took advantage of that and came out in the third quarter. And in in the second half, really, the whole second half was where the Celtics kind of got a, you know got the 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 meat of their 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 lead here um so Porzingis was the guy in in the third quarter for the most part and then there's a very balanced attack after that in the fourth uh i would say it's very impressive that they won this game shooting 31% from 3 they uh they still put up 126 points they were 33 of 49 from 2 because they were 20 of 25 in the restricted area and nine of 15 outside of the restricted area. So that's what 29 of 40 in the paint overall. That's just really good. And that's where they ended up winning this game. We talked about how do you win without shooting? How do you win without hitting the three pointers? They shot 31% and they, they still were able to put up 126 points because they got to the rim. They got to the paint they they forced the issue a bit. They attacked the mismatches. They attacked poor Austin Reeves in the fourth quarter relentlessly. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go at them. And this this was a really good fourth quarter because they were able to mix it up. They were able to attack, and they didn't care about shooting just three pointers, right? They didn't go in there and say, we're going to generate three point shots. They were, they were one of seven in the three quarter in the third quarter, which means they were 11 of 14 
on other shots, on two-point shots in the fourth quarter, the the attacking, the getting to the rim, the higher percentage shots, that's how you close out a game. Getting to, like, they they had uh, a couple of layups from Derek White. They had Drew Holiday attacking the rim. Uh, J- Jason Tatum had a couple of shots around the rim. Those guys getting to the rim were able to uh, get the higher percentage shots. And we've been saying this, I, I'm going to harp on it forever now, but fourth quarter is about getting the buckets. It's about getting putting the ball in the hole. It's not about playing the math game. It's about just, can you score? The Celtics had a lead in the fourth. How do you finish this off? You just got to make baskets. Go on the other end and defend them and try to stop them and build your lead to a point where the you can get to garbage time. But in lieu of that, trading baskets will work. If you've got a lead, trading baskets in the fourth quarter is fine. It's not, it's not ideal. You prefer to win the fourth quarter, and the Celtics did by two. But trading baskets when you have a lead, eh, I'll live with it because at least you're making baskets. And you're making baskets by getting the the types of shots that they did. This was a successful road trip and I'll talk about I know I know the the Warriors game notwithstanding, I think that this this is the Celtics kind of showing us that this isn't last year's team. They weren't derailed by the Warriors loss. In fact, kind of I'm kind of happy that they lost to the Warriors. I'll explain all of that next. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at eBay Motors who have partnered with Josh Lloyd, juggernaut Josh Lloyd, host of the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball podcast, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks for each week. Whatever you're preparing for, daily draft, whatever, you're just scanning the waiver wire. These picks are from Josh Lloyd, and they are this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. So, Five players that you can look for. Dante Exum, who uh, Jason Kidd says he's starting Dante Exum when he's healthy. So when you you got a guy who's starting, even though his shooting is going to take a step back, that role is enticing. Jaden Ivey is finally getting minutes from Monty Williams in Detroit. Uh, let's see if that role stays consistent. Isaiah Hartenstein in New York, who Mitchell Robinson's done for the season. So he's going to be a solid replacement there. Jalen Johnson, uh, you want to grab him if he's been dropped. Uh, because he's coming back from injury. And then there's Torian Prince, who we saw in this game against the Celtics. And I'm looking at, like, yeah, once again, if a guy goes off on the Celtics, you can pull a Brad Stevens and be like, yes, I want to add this guy to our team. Because Torian Prince dropped 17 points on 5 of 12 shooting from 3. They left him open, and he was just crushing the Celtics. So if Torian Prince is available. He's been on a nice run that continued against the Celtics and you need three point shooting. He might be the guy Josh Lloyd from the lockdown fantasy basketball podcast is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your car, truck, whatever your vehicle is. They've got over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride or die stays running smoothly 
with whatever you need, brake kits, roof racks, bumpers, whatever it is, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you're, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to you as customers eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Now, why not go over to Lockdown Sports Today, the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go check it out. Put it on. Leave it on. It's a fun all-day thing. Get caught up on all the big stories in sports, all the great conversations here on the Lockdown Call me crazy, but I'm kind of happy the Celtics lost to the Golden State Warriors. You know why? Because... First of all, losses are going to have to happen anyway, right? So, as I've been saying, even if even if they live up to a sixty-five win pace, that's there's still going to be losses. That's what seventeen losses. So, if you're going to strategically look at, okay, where are these losses going to happen? That loss against Golden State, that's not so bad. They didn't have Porzingis. We've talked about this. I'm not. I'm not trying to like go bring that back up. But losing that game last season was kind of like a flashpoint, where the Celtics uh, fell apart a little bit. They kind of lost their way. They lost their identity. And the more you hear from Joe Mazzulla, the more there was very obvious pressure to keep on winning, keep winning every game, keep. And when they didn't win every game, it became a little bit, a little bit of like the pressure built up for sure. This year, I know everybody wants to win every game, and obviously you want to win. You wanted to win the the, the Golden State game, but they have to lose at some point. And losing that game this time around, and having these next three games be what they were, I'm like, you know what? Actually, that loss considering the way they responded is good because you got to see that this isn't last year's team. You got to see that they had a bounce back, that they would come back on the back to back without Tatum and wax the Sacramento Kings, a a good team, a decent team, right? Not a slouch, not the Pistons who are next. And side note, boy, am I afraid of this game? against the Pistons. Can I just just derail my my train of thought for a second? Detroit Pistons on a what 26 27 game losing streak coming into Boston. Boston coming off a big road trip, a big win against the Lakers. Seeing the Pistons and being like, "Ah, we got it." And letting down that first game home from a big road, big road trip. Oh, I'm just the tiniest bit, just nervous that this is going to be where the, the streak ends for Detroit, and Boston's going to—they're going to look at each other like, "What just happened?" Like this is going to be the first stinker of the season. I'm just saying, I'm afraid of it. I hope it's not the case. But anyway, Sacramento's a good team. The Clippers. Without Kawhi, still a good team, even though they were on the third game in four nights. Celtics go out there, destroy them. What's your supposed? That's what you're supposed to do in that situation. They go into LA, 
build a big lead, second quarter, fall apart a little bit, get out, fall out of their good their good habits, kind of lose their way a little bit. Third quarter, get back to it. Fourth quarter, great execution. And I'll talk about that six-minute stretch because there's a lot that I loved about that stretch. Uh, but they come out, they close that game out, and it's a three-in-one road trip, and it's a successful road trip. You play four games. If you win three out of every four games on the road, you're on your way. The Celtics played four good teams. Golden State, I don't care what their record is, that's a good team. With Klay Thompson rounding into form, with Steph Curry being Steph Curry, with certain guys being who they are and, and playing better, that's that's not a that's not a, a horrible, horrible loss. I know the way they lost it is horrible. I got it. No need to get into the comments about it. I understand. But still a successful road trip. And losing that game and being like, oh, it's okay that they lost that game because they bounced back and won their next three. And now you've got games against Detroit, Toronto, and San Antonio to round out the year. I mean... That could be a nice little streak going, even though I'm a little nervous about the Detroit game. I think sometimes you need the same thing to happen so you could be like, oh, okay, it's actually not so bad. You know, you ride a bike, you trip, you fall, you, you know, you slip, you fall, you hurt yourself, you break an arm. Sometimes you just got to get back on the bike again and fall again. So you get up and be like, oh, I didn't break my arm this time. So in the grand scheme of things, no, we want, we all want the Celtics to go 82 and no, we understand they're not going to go 82 and no. And in the moment people lose their minds about certain losses and certain situations, we, we assign the value to certain games, but they're all still one of 82. And so we assign certain value to the, to the Warriors game. And now I'm going to go back and reassign certain value to it because of what it, kind of indicates it's 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 almost like a nice callback in a movie it's it's like the main character going back to the scene of something bad happening and and nothing bad happening this time and like leaving that scene that's like there's a catharsis you know you feel better about you like all right they were the same record they went to the same basic road trip and this time they didn't soil themselves. They still lost to the Warriors, but they bounced back and they're okay. So count me in as successful road trip. Uh, very happy with where they are. Very happy with how they're progressing. Okay. Still nowhere near where they're going to be. In fact, when I come back, I'll explain why I don't think they're anywhere close to where they're supposed to be and why six minutes of the fourth quarter kind of gave us a taste of where they're, they're supposed to be and how much I just how much I just love that. We'll talk about that next. Today's show brought to you by Game Time. Game Time knows that you have had a frustrating time getting tickets. We know, you know, you've bought tickets from somewhere and it's like, pick up your phone, you go, okay, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. I, I'm assuming these seats are good. And then you get to those seats, and you're like, these aren't good. Or, oh, here's a ticket for $100. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Wait a second. It's $140 with fees. No, not with game time. Game time 
all the prices are rolled into one. So when you see a number on your phone, that's what you pay. When you look on your phone, you can say, oh, let me see the seats. Oh, that's what my seat's going to look like. That's what my view is going to look like when I'm at this place. And they've got flash deals. They've got sponsored deals. They've got zone deals. You can save up to 18% by picking the section and letting game time pick the seats. And they've got the game time guarantee. So that means if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time credits you 110% of the difference. So peace of mind, all in prices, you got the guarantee, you can see what the seat, the, the view looks like, you can buy the, the tickets in, in seconds with just a couple of taps. So why not go download the game time app and create an account? In fact, if this is your first time doing it, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA after you create the account, you get $20 off your first purchase, right? Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA, L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. It's last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. I'll be back on Locked On NBA this week because the Celtics for once don't play on a Tuesday. So I'll be back there uh, having some fun talking about the league. There's plenty to talk about. The league is covered on Lockdown NBA by rotating hosts all week long. So make sure you subscribe there wherever you found the Lockdown Celtics pod. Boston Celtics are a work in progress still. And as I said in the last podcast, they're right where they're supposed to be for a contending team, which is in December, still a work in progress, still figuring some things out. Joe Mazzulla talked about Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's thing is not sacrifice necessarily. His thing is reinvention. Being able to do the things that he does, the non-scoring things, and still help the team. Where in the past, if he had a bad scoring night, he just might fall apart or might force it, might press. You know, not for nothing, but he only took 15 shots in 41 minutes. Now, that's, that is kind of not the most accurate number because he did get fouled and get to the line 13 times. But it's still, like, this could have been a night where Tatum forced it. And he still found a way to do a lot to help the team. Was it his best game in the world? No. But he still was a positive. That's part of why they're nowhere close to where they're going to be. This Celtics team, this is and this is perfect. This is exactly what we want. It's very similar to what I was saying in the last podcast. You want a team to not be the finished product in December. Go through January, go through February, go through March, and get closer to that finished product. Because I, I think there's so much more that they can do. So much more. Where Tatum can get more comfortable in this role. You can find a way to flow through Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis got 19 shots. He could have gotten 25 in this game. And, and I think he probably should have. Uh, White and Holiday are really playing great. At, at this point, Holiday, I feel like, is, is fully acclimated. 18.7 and 7. Uh, 18 for Derek White with 11 assists. Two, you know, two steals, two blocks for him. <laughs> Just ridiculous numbers there. I think these guys are starting to figure it out. The bench did not do a whole lot in this game. 
Al Horford, just six points, although they were very well-timed points. Sam Hauser is ice cold. Peyton Pritchard scored 10 points, all in a very concentrated 10-point ten, um, swing there he had at the beginning of the second quarter. That was actually very important, but uh, he didn't do anything kind of after that. So the bench, they're, they're still not finding that starter bench balance. One of these days, they have the potential to put this whole thing together, and if they do, it's going to be scary. Now, we did see some in that in that six-minute stretch in the fourth quarter. I broke it down on Boston Sports Journal. Uh, I I just I love that stretch so much that when I saw it, when I saw it happen, I was like, I can't wait to look at the video and explain everything that happened. So I did that on Boston Sports Journal. I broke down the entire six minutes from the 8.30 or so mark to the 2.30 mark where the Celtics outscored the Lakers by seven. They turned a five, I think it was a five-point lead. In, no, it was an eight-point lead into a 15-point lead and got the separation. At that point, they just needed a couple more buckets after that to salt the, salt the game away. And the beauty of that stretch is that six different guys scored, all of their top six guys, Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, White, Holiday, and Horford. They got six assists on those nine buckets from three different guys. So three different guys had assists. And you just got this nice varied kind of offensive kick where it starts off with this great, great play where Holiday pushes the ball, Jalen Brown gets it, and it has a an open three, an open enough three where you're like, this is where Jalen Brown takes that shot. But he gave it up because the Celtics had an advantage. Goes to Hauser, goes back to Holiday. He, he takes a dribble, gets to the rim, kicks it out to Al Horford, and that's a three-pointer. Beautiful, 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 because there's so much trust in that play. The ball moved a lot, and they got the highest percentage shot in that because the wide-open corner three is a high-percentage shot. They got a tip-in from Jalen Brown, who uh, just got great position uh, on a, a holiday kick to the corner for a Hauser three. Jalen Brown makes a great decision on the break to not flare out to the corner because it was a four-on-four. And there were three guys there. If he had flared out to the corner, the three guys there could have just stayed in this little kind of triangle that they were in and guarded the Celtics. Instead, Jalen makes a cut that opens up the corner, gets Hauser the shot. And because Hauser has this amazing teardrop three-pointer, nice soft rebound, Jalen is right there for the offensive rebound. So they're working hard. They're doing that kind of stuff. They get pick-and-roll layups from Derek White. Uh, they get... Uh, Jason Tatum as the screener to free up Derek White. You got Jason Tatum getting the ball on the baseline and taking a fadeaway, which is a fourth quarter shot. That is a playoff shot. Those types of plays are, are where the Celtics are going to close out games. It doesn't matter hitting three pointers. It's a layup. It's fadeaway in the, it's on the, on the baseline. It's getting them to within a spot where a guy feels comfortable gets to a place where he can rise up and take a nice shot that he can hit. That's what the fourth quarter is about. You got a, a stop on the fast break, quick alley-oop to Derek White, because Derek White's processing power is out of control. It's amazing. He As he's running down the floor, he like, initi he's like quick glance, boom. Okay, yep, I got it. Give me the ball, bang. 
Let me take another quick glance. Yep, this is exactly what I thought it was. There goes the alley-oop. Derek White is so smart. Um, and then, you know, running a, a, a pick and roll or not a pick and roll, but uh, just, just playing off of Porzingis, targeting Austin Reeves on the block. Porzingis makes an amazing pass. Tatum gets the spot against uh, Austin Reeves, who they were targeting repeatedly at that point. What makes that so, so much uh, of a great play was Tatum didn't demand the ball. He had the ball and he gave it up. Derek White had Austin Reeves on him, but instead of just calling the calling White over, he gives it up to Porzingis. Then White sets the screen and then Tatum sets up on the block on the low, the low right block. It's a wild angle for Porzingis to make that pass, but he makes a perfect pass. And they take advantage of the mismatch without having it be just Tatum running a pick and roll. That that kind of stuff is awesome. That's how you attack a mismatch without it just being Tatum calling a guy over and saying, come set a pick for me. These six minutes were just spectacular. Uh, I'm trying to find words that I haven't said before, but honestly, it's just the trust that was involved. The understanding that you can attack these certain situations without it just having to be Tatum and Brown all the time. Derek White can attack him. Drew Holiday can attack him. Anybody that was facing Austin Reeves can attack him. You don't have to, this team is too good for it to just be two guys or one guy, Jason Tatum attacking. That's the full power of the Boston Celtics. That's what it is. And on each of these plays, if you go look at it on Boston Sports Journal, you can see they have other guys, that other options. If this thing didn't work, you can be like, okay, if this drive didn't work, you have Jalen Brown cutting down the middle. Could have dumped it off, or he was there for the putback, or you could have kicked it to Porzingis in the corner. And if he got the closeout, he could have hit Jalen down the middle. I can look at the play and be like, this happened, and this is why it happened, and that's good that it happened. But for some reason, if it didn't, they could have done this, or they could have done that, or they could have done this. And there's three, four other options. That's the full power of the Boston Celtics. They're not doing that all the time. If they can do that all the time, ooh, the league better watch out. The league better watch out. But they did it for six minutes in the fourth quarter, exactly when you need it to be happening. And I loved it. Thought it was just an incredible stretch there. Because so many guys touched the ball. So many guys scored. It was not one guy. It was not the same old stuff. It was great, great, great execution. Not a perfect game by any stretch. The second quarter was bad. Defensively, they they could have done better. But the execution down the stretch, this is what you want. And it was a great road trip. It's a great win against the Lakers. And we'll take any wins against the Lakers. Now, like I said, the Celtics take on the Detroit Pistons. They should win. They should be favored by 20, and they should win by 30. This should be a domination. Can the Celtics, after this long trip, Christmas away from the families, they're coming back tomorrow, they've got Wednesday, they got to practice Wednesday, can they reset and be ready? Because facing the Pistons, 
boy, it's set up for a very stupid loss. It's set up for a stupid loss. And I hope, I hope I'm wrong because if this, if this team is what, what I think it is, then maybe they, they kind of don't play the way I think they, they might, or they come out slow and they roll afterwards. But this is a team that's never taken these excuses this season. They have not taken these excuses this, this season and they have executed in spots where I've been kind of like this before. It should be easy. It should be easy pickings. We should see uh, Drew Peterson come out again in the fourth quarter and, you know, all these guys, the Lionel Band, all those guys. We'll see. I'll be here. I'll be talking about it. I'll be at the arena podcasting from TD Garden. So uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and you can watch the show on YouTube. Would love to see you there. Get into the comment section. Let me know what you think. And if you're with me on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, if you're one of my everydayers, I'd love it if you shared the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.